And we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by, I, I need a cool J word. Getting jiggy with it, James Balsamo. It's a very topical reference. Very. <laughs> it's what all the kids are talking about. They're all getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Yeah. James Balsamo's return here is to talk about his new film Slice. Sha! It's about golf. I know, exciting. Yes, yeah. How did how did Slice come about? I actually remember last time I had you on, you were talking about uh, going into making this. Yeah. Uh, so this is an idea that I've actually had since I was twenty four. So it's been the it's been well, in just the like last year. Yeah, exactly. So it's been in the pressure cooker for a minute. And, uh, you know, I made friends with John Hitt, and we both loved golf so much, we decided to make this fun slasher movie about golf called Slice. 18 Holes of Terror. I love the name. I like the tagline. What's on your shirt, by the way? It's a Beavis and Butthead. Oh, very nice. I, I Oh, very nice. I like that. Very fitting. Yeah. And so you've got the Blu-ray there, so it's streaming and it's uh, and physical release. Uh, next month, yeah. So it just premiered at the world-famous Chinese theater in Hollywood uh, last Wednesday, and next month it'll come and hit stores and streaming and Crackle and Redbox and all of those fun things for fans to watch. So go to jamesbalsamo.com to stay up to date. So how did the premiere go? That was awesome. People loved it. They even stayed for the credits, which a lot of people don't do for you know mainstream movies. So you know it's cool. Yeah, no, I, I go to the movies every week, and it's annoying. Not only do people want to stay, uh, mostly at my theater at the AMC I go to a lot, uh, they turn the lights on when the when the credits start to roll, and they just come in and start sweeping up, and it's like, I know. No. Yeah, I know. Society has deemed they don't care who works on the movie. Like, show yeah. me the movie. I don't care who did it. That's no longer part of cinema. Yeah. As soon as the film ends, I'm out. Yeah, even like Netflix, you know, these you'd think they'd have uh they'd respect the filmmakers. They like fly through the credits or they show it in like a little box in the corner. And if you don't hit something, like it just it goes away. And yeah, no, it's crazy. TV on TV, they'll show it like you there's no possible way you could read it. it goes like this. And yeah. And then you gotta you gotta TiVo it and then you gotta freeze frame. Yeah. And then the, your name's like all blurry. You're like, that was me, I was the best boy. <laughs> Right. care i worked on this yeah and there is something about sitting back after you watch a movie i think listening to the music and just you know i, I always like to read who's involved yeah you know you want to know who the director's personal chef is you gotta exactly. read the credits yeah exactly exactly but uh speaking of credits so the opening credits of slice are very fun uh you get a lot of cool animation music so who's involved in the uh, in, in creating this uh, so Rob Yulfo did the uh, opening cartoon. He does all the cartoons for my stuff. I've been working with Rob for 10 years. And he just started doing uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see Rob crushing it. You know, I'm I'm surprised he still does stuff for me. That's that's how cool of a guy Rob is, though. Yeah, I was thinking that in my mind, but I didn't want to say that. I was like, yeah. oh, we won't see this anymore. No. Right. <laughs> Have you ever thought of doing like an animated movie? 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Bill Victor Arukin and I were talking about doing an animated series for Alien Danger, and uh, the next installment is premiering at the Chinese Theater December 13th. So if anybody's in the L.A. area or wants to come out, come on down. RSVP at jamesbalsamo.com. We're going to have a toy drive, too, so, you know, help help the kids out for Christmas, because that's what Christmas is all about, the kids. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that like to do? Uh, Slice is kind of back to making uh, a Balsamo movie with a lot of boobs and, and blood. Uh, what was that like, you know, taking a detour, making a, a family movie? You know, uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, uh, I, I love, I was a kid, so I grew up on wacky kids movies. So it was cool to like make one, you know what I mean? And like disturb generations to come. Yeah. Well, I think uh, when you're a kid, you don't really want to watch a kid's movie. So, but it's a movie, you know, that that you'd be fine. I would think most people be fine, you know, showing their kids. It's, it's like a family friendly yeah. film. Excuse me. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I have three dogs, so they like to, you know what I mean, have their own little side podcasts. Sure. Well, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'll put those on the Without Your Head Network. Yeah, exactly. It's through the roof. Barking with balsamo. <laughs> That's what I could have done. Barking balsamo. That would have worked. Yeah, there you go. Uh, instead of getting jiggy with it. But but you you're much better at the puns than me. That's not even a pun, I guess. But <laughs> right. yeah. Speaking of puns, so John Hit. That's a guy's real name. He's not like a hit. He's a ball. No, no stage name. That's him. He's the real deal. So how long have you known him? How did you guys uh, get involved together? John and I met at the premiere of my film, uh, It Wants Blood, that premiered at the Chinese Theater. And we have a mutual friend, Carl Crew, from Blood Diner. And uh, Carl's actually in It Wants Blood and Alien Danger. So it you know, just tied everything together. Bam! That's how we do it. Yeah. So you said you had the idea for Slice uh, since you were 24. Uh, so a lot of the kills and stuff, I assume, are like stuff you thought about. The bogeyman himself. Hey. Yeah, the bogeyman. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Hope James is all right there. Gonna come back, you know, one arm. Maybe he'll really be without a head. Huh? Ta da! Okay, right. sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you gotta separate them because they just get wild. I don't know if you gotta you keep them separated. You got that's it. It's, it's the offspring in them. Uh, yeah, you know what? I uh, I imagine the movie. It was the eyeball on the golf tee, and that's kind of how it all started. And that's in the movie, so it's funny how it works out. Yeah, it's not even So, uh, John hit. So you 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 meet him at the. Uh, at the premiere and uh so who's like who comes up with did you just find out he's like a golf fan how does it you know how, how does it like you start to talk let's make this movie well yeah he said you know uh we should play golf sometime because he he belonged to this country club where they actually filmed uh caddyshack and that's where we wow. filmed the movie so you know it all kind of worked out that way and he was like hey you like golf i'm like yes i do enjoy golf Let's go. And then actually the first time that we played, we went to uh, the Karate Kid putt-putt place. Uh (laughs) And so uh, that's actually going to be a lot of the sequel is a mini golf course. Oh, nice. So some stuff comes to life. 
I like this. I like. I've never golfed or mini golf. Get out of here! You never golfed? No, no. Just mini golf? No. But the only the only golfing I ever did. Well, we're uh, going. <laughs> all right, <laughs> was in the uh, gym class because I live on Cape Cod, and we learned how to you know hit the. Uh, that was part of gym one for like a week. But oh we my god! Play, we went out and hit the hit the ball. Wow! So I've learned I learned everything I know from golf from Slice. Good, because it's all accurate. Everything is. Golf actor. <laughs> no. Very good. Yeah. Just, just like golf has mascots, because that's a very prevalent prevalent thing in golf is the mascots. Okay, very good. Yeah. That's what's missing. You know, you've got that's why I always think like soccer doesn't always take off here because it's just names of towns. They need they need cool mascots. And right. that's what golf needs. So all sports needs mascots. Yeah. That's my opinion. <laughs> so I made slice. So the bogeyman is a very fun villain. Uh, who creates a mask for, for the bogeyman? Uh, so I came up with the concept and then I had uh, my buddy Alaric Barca did the drawing. And then I take that drawing and I brought it to Tom Martino from DWN Productions who made the mutant fish people masks for my film Catch of the Day with Jason Mewes and Tony Todd and Jake the Snake Roberts. And so I went back to Tom and he sculpted this amazing bogeyman, you know. And then originally he was going to have a hat and sunglasses. And then we tried it and, uh, you know, John didn't really care for it. And I was like, eh, okay. So, you know, I think he looks good without the hat and sunglasses. But the original concept, he had like the golfer hat and like right. big sunglasses. So. I'm interested. I, I would I would like to see that. I, I think the sunglasses in my mind work. My only I'm thinking about the hat, maybe not work on the big head. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, it, we probably would have had to like pin something through the latex mask. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, so, it, you know, it, it's like a neater design without the uh, with the, uh, the accoutrements. Right. Yeah. I saw the turkey hat on before the show. It was. Yeah. 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 That's how I originally did the pilot for the movie <laughs> <laughs> and, and a cardigan. I, I don't, you don't see many killers in a cardigan. I know. Classy. I, you know what? I love eighties movies where they kill guys in cardigans. It's just such a fun <laughs> character to murder. Right. <laughs> you like, you prick. <laughs> I'm never going to wear a cardigan around you. Never. <laughs> I'm just going to wear a summer jacket here tonight. What was that? Sorry. Living, living in Los Angeles, people do like to have that look. And I'm always like, do you want to be in a movie? I just, I don't know what it is about you, but I want to murder you on film. <laughs> now, your films always had kind of an 80s vibe. You know, they're fun. And uh, and I think that's, uh, I guess it's never went away, but it's popular now. Uh, you know, 80s nostalgia. Yeah, 90s nostalgia is coming up. You know what I mean? The, the new generation of kids. It's weird walking around and seeing people in Jankos. I'm like, oh, God, did I wore those. That looks stupid. You're dumb. Well, I was dumb. Those are kids. That's how it goes. Thus, the cycle continues. Yeah. I never wore Jankos. I think really? they were popular like a little bit after I graduated. Yeah. I'm, I'm an old man. Yeah, yeah. You're 700 years old. In my mid-70s. But right. I have noticed that they've come yeah. back. I'm going to start wearing them, though, because I, I need to be cool. 
yeah, you should. And they're they're very convenient. You definitely don't trip over them all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. I just started wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. I, I guess I guess that's out now too. It, it is, uh, people got tired of it exploding nut sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the you know they, they show uh, off my uh, but uh, the I, I think turkey hats are going to be the new craze. Yeah, it's all about the turkey hats. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, whoa, you're hey, around yeah. there. Yeah, you had yeah. CJ Graham doing the intro at the beginning. It was very fun. Oh yeah, he's great. He's kind of almost not crazy Ralph, but he's kind of you know given the giving you the history of uh, yeah, of the exactly. Bogeyman. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of uh, nods to horror movies, you know, and lots of lots of nods to golf movies. Are there many yeah. golf movies besides Caddyshack and Now Slice? No, no, no. We kind of have the stranglehold, especially on horror comedies. I think we're the first one. Yeah, so. that is something I think because, like, I love uh, um, Christmas horror movies, and but there are so many. Like, right. yeah, I think it's fun to try to find some other holiday or some other sport and uh, there's, uh, you know, untapped, you know, fun there. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of sports ones like uh, upcoming is uh, basketball. This oh, is very a... <laughs> that's that's great. So that's coming soon. I'm doing that with Bill Victor Rukin. And then I also did uh, a tennis one with Bill uh, called Toxic Tennis and uh, that's gonna be fun too i saw your i well this sounds weird but i saw your balls on the movie and and on facebook oh yeah you know i i love these i'm a big uh mad balls fan and so when i saw yeah. these i was a little jealous that i don't have one They're, uh, mad ball samos i i approve 100 the, percent. Yeah. these are great <laughs> i remember they ha- even had they had basketball and football ones too but i think it was kind of at the dying days of the mad ball yeah end of it mm-hmm. so uh, what well you have like you have the one of you but i bl- I know you have some of um like villains from your movies too yeah uh yeah the bogeyman there'll be a bogeyman one they're all uh hopefully i'll have them at the next mad monster party so that one's what february i believe it's on my birthday uh-huh. i'll be uh i'll be 78 wow happy birthday a good time <laughs> but th- th- I always uh, enjoy that you have so many cool, uh, so much cool merchandise. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, I learned that trick from Gravy from the band Mushroom Head when I opened for them. He told me merchandise everything. So, does that go in uh, when you're thinking of a movie to do? So you know, slice. I want to do a golf movie. I got to make the the uh, the monster or the killer, whatever, something marketable that I can make something fun with. No, not always. I mean, for me, it's usually the character or like the poster and the tagline. That's what always comes for me first, you know. And then, uh, like I said, it was the eyeball on the golf tee. And I was like, slice. And then I was like, oh, what's what's a horror movie character? Oh, you know, Michael Myers. He's known as the boogeyman. Wait, golf. Bogey. Bogeyman. Oh, my God. You know, and that's kind of how that string of pearls comes along. <laughs> that was a very good. Oh, my God. It was very Troll 2-esque. Yeah. Yeah. There, There is an a Troll 2 reference in there, but the audio got cut out and uh, I just left it out because I thought, you know, how many hard 
bangs on the head of Troll 2 references can I put in there? Casey Orr, when they're shooting at the bogeyman, goes, oh my god! Uh, so. Troll 2 is, uh, that, I, that's gotta be the to me the best. People like The Room, I just think that's kind of a bad movie and a little sad, but Troll 2 is a, is a great uh, bad movie. Oh, Troll 2 is amazing. It's, it, it's basically every scene is, uh, is up there. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. You can't piss on hospitality, Neil. Exactly. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of former guests on Without Your Head in the Movie, and uh, just fun people. Al Burke, Carl Solomon. I'm a big fan of Carl Solomon. Uh, maybe my... I think Carl Solomon might have the best uh, delivery of any actor I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. he's Carl's amazing. I, uh, I put Carl in a few things. He comes to all my like parties at my house and stuff. Carl's great. I like it. That, I I want to go to a balsamo party now if, if Carl's hanging uh, James or whatever. But but now that I know that Carl's there, it's a... yeah. Uh, I did. I I had one where Sky Elbar and Carl were here. Oh, very was... cool. I'm a fan of both. Fourth <laughs> of July party. That was interesting. Yeah, I recently it's a weird thing, but uh, Sky noticed on Facebook. I live in well, I was in Boston. I live near Boston, and he told me to go some pizza place. And so I, I went there and it was some big story. Basically used to go there when he was uh, in, in an altered state and, and eat the pizza there. And he was right though. It was very good pizza. Oh, so nice. You should always listen to Sky Elobar when he talks about pizza. He's like, he's like turning into a monster as an altered state <laughs> <laughs> eating pizza. <He's> all, <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that, that's a different form of slice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that movie. It's a crust half. Yeah, yeah, pizza, I think a pizza horror movie would work. Pizza delivery horror movie. Yeah, like well, I I have one. It's a pizza delivery die, and it's a it's a pizza delivery guy who's like a Van Helsing monster hunter. <laughs> so you call instead of like calling Ghostbusters, you call the pizza delivery die, and I they like bring it. over pizza in the shape of a skull, and they help get rid of your monster. So. That's that's on the chopping block. There's like a teaser. That, that's an idea for movie or an actual service you want to get together. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be a good tie-in. It would be yeah. It was, it's a good ad for the actual yeah, service. <laughs> so a great stop motion in the movie. I'm a big fan of stop motion. Thanks, yeah, Richard Svensson. I uh, I just hired him as a. Uh, as a full-time employee at Acid Bath Productions. So Richard and I have been working for years together, but uh, that's it. He's part of the crew now. He's on the payroll. So you'll see a lot more stop animation from Richard. Nice. Would you ever do a full movie of that? I'm sure that would be very time-consuming. You know what? Richard and I are actually talking about it. So, you know, hopefully it's something we could do in the future where, you know, it'll have moments of live action and yeah. then, you know, what what like mean? fighting monsters or whatever. Uh, you've had a few scenes uh, in your last several movies, and uh, those are highlights for me. I think they're very fun. Yeah, he's he's so such a talented guy. I mean, and what's weird is that like if I if he doesn't make something from scratch and I want something, he usually has the puppet already made. Like with the sandworm, it was like ready to go. I was oh, really? like, hey, I, I need a sandworm. And he was like, well, something like this. And it was like already done. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Take my money. Thank you. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, you don't have to go into this, but I did think that 
the one monster it seemed um either used parts of or was uh from it once blood with the monster one? there's one of the monsters i think was similar to it once blood but was it was parts of it used um from a mold from it once blood no okay it's kind of like the big teeth thing it looked similar big teeth the bogey beast, the one with the long. No, no arms. that was like the box. Maybe the bogey beast. The box is almost like uh, something from Dungeons and Dragons. I thought. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's almost like a mimic. Yeah. Exactly. No. Which again, I'm a big fan of. No, I sculpted the head of the uh, the bogey beast, and uh, I made the I made the box with Aaron Tatro and Mia Tatro, and uh, we use the arms from alien danger that Joe Castro made the tentacles. Uh, any uh, future work with Joe Castro? Uh, hopefully, you know, we've kind of both been really busy. Our yeah. schedules haven't, you know, but Joe was at the premiere and uh, you know what I mean? I went to his territory. And so we always just try to support each other. Yeah. I met Joe for the first time recently uh, when I was in LA and uh, I've known him for years, but never met him. So that was very cool. He's a, Super nice guy. Very passionate about what he loves and just yeah. a very friendly man. Yeah, Joe's amazing. I yeah. love Joe. I think sometimes if, if you only see him online and, and he's yelling about something, people might think, well, this guy's kind of you know mean or, or not mean, but you but he's a he's not like that at all. Very nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Sweetheart. Yeah, he's very passionate. So uh when you make those giant things like the bogey box, like where do you put those? It's in my garage. Yeah, yeah, my garage is like a, it's like a graveyard of monster carcasses, just yeah. like piled upon each other. Do you take Wait, them out for Halloween and put them in the yard or put them around the house or anything? You know what, if I can put them in something else, like the uh, the bogey box, I'm doing a movie called uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas Frankenstein, uh -huh. and uh, it, it appears in that, so, you know. I like it. I you I you know you got you had the lich now you've got the bogey box which very looked like a D and D thing to me. Uh, yeah. Could there be? Uh, I know you couldn't call it Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, maybe a fantasy film down the line. Yeah, you know I I, I want to do something where it's like James Balsamo versus the stuff in his garage, <laughs> right? You know, lost in this tomb of the garage and I have to fight my way out. And so I <laughs> use all these refurbished monsters to make a whole nother movie. Out. <laughs> I would watch this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you'd make me for an interview, but even besides that, I, I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch it free will though. You know? Yeah. So, uh, which is more important to you in a movie, uh, boobs, blood, or, uh, puns. Puns come puns. first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always lead with the puns and end with the buns. <laughs> All right, the pop the puns lead to the buns. If you if you uh, you do. <laughs> so I I know from previous interviews you've always wanted to make movies. Now, uh, what are some of some of the kind of movies like uh, genre movie or whatever that, that you've not yet made that you would like to eventually? Uh, so I've done a segment in Alien Danger 2 of like a Western. We filmed at like a Western town, but I would like to do like a full Western movie. And I want to do like a, a serious space horror movie called Dead Quasar. And uh, it's kind of like Galaxy of Terror. And that one I've had in, in kicking around for a while. 
I'm a big fan of Galaxy of Terror. I think it's got the probably the best giant slug uh, woman uh, sex scene in film. Definitely, hands down. Yeah. I keep a list. It's it's right up there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did think it would be fun someday to do like a, a top ten sex scene in horror movies and and like have the top like nine like some normal stuff and then number my number one would be something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just ruin the punchline of the video. Right. Exactly. And the sexiest is <laughs> right. slug. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be sitting there nodding and be like, yeah, this is <laughs> you got the lotion. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Eric Roberts again, you worked with him several times. Uh what's Eric like? Eric's great. You know, he after every take he goes, murder, 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 just like that. He plays air trumpet. And uh, he lives down the block from me, oh, really? so it's very convenient. <laughs> yeah, you just go, you go up, knock on the door, and like, yeah, exactly. I play with like, Eric. Eric, <laughs> Eric, I got another movie. So it's cool. <laughs> Not now, James. Oh, I guess I'll come out and play. But yeah, no, that's exactly. cool. And I know you worked with Andy Dick. Uh, I think twice, uh, more than once, at least once anyway, in the werewolf movie. Uh, what's Andy like? Uh, Andy's great. He's going to be in the Christmas movie that's premiering at the Chinese theater December 13th. So that's fun. He's like right in the opening in the trailer. He punches a gingerbread house. So, <laughs> so what, what was that? I know you mentioned earlier, but what's the name of the, uh, the Christmas movie? It's called Raven Van Slender saves Christmas. Oh, I know. I saw the trailer on the, on the movie. Yeah. yeah. What's it? What's the story behind Raven Van Slender? Uh, Bill Victor Rukin had did a cameo for me in another movie called Bite School 2, which isn't out yet because it's becoming uh, Robot Dracula. So oh, I see. Uh, Bill, Bill played this character of like a uh, like a zoologist kind of cryptologist, uh, you know, William Shatner-esque kind of character. And I thought, man, that'd be fun if that guy got like launched into space and had to like help an alien race. Right. You know what I mean? Save their planet. You know what I mean? There's like this yeah. arrogant normal thing know, people think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, William Shatner did a show like that where he like was a like a cryptozoologist and he like talked about chupacabras and he's like, "Hello, I'm William Shatner. There's chupacabras." <laughs> Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, that character's awesome. And then I met Bill, and I thought, man, you'd be really funny if, if you did that character. And he crushed it. And so he did this, you know, he did this self-tape cameo in Bite School 2. And I was like, hey, what if we made a movie where you starred as, you know, Raven Van Slender was the name that I came up with of this character. And then it just became this beast you know what i mean and it got here we are three movies later with the fourth one on the way so yeah that's cool so how, how did how did the movie go from bite school 2 to robot was it robot dracula robot dracula yeah so um bite school 2 i went to film it in las vegas at tom devlin's monster museum and uh, it became its own movie. It, it stopped being Bite School 2, and I turned it into From Dust Till Bong, which is out now. And uh, Papa Shango's in that, in Papa Shango makeup, fighting vampires with uh, adult film star Kiki Dare. They have, like, a great romance love story in that. And, uh, you know, Tom and his crew did, like, all this, like, amazing vampire 
creature effects work and i just uh i just thought it wasn't bite school too you know what i mean it, it wasn't about bite school too was originally about uh, uh kamazots which is this old aztec vampire god so uh now Kamazots and Robot Dracula are kind of like the Riddler and Two-Face and they're like the two bad guys that uh, Tony Canoni and Spat have to fight. So that's, that's Bite School 2 now. So I but, watched the, uh, the From Dust to Bong uh, trailer. The song there, are they, fight, are they like fighting gay vampires? Is that the, the idea? Well, Drew Marvick plays uh, a homosexual vampire that's blood out of male genitals so i was just wondering if there was ever thought from instead of bust uh, from dust to bong if it was from dust to dong uh that's funny or from dust to shlong there we go yeah yeah i like that but yeah that that's like that's one of the you know the main villains is he's uh and drew marvick is like great he's like really funny in that movie i like i had a good time like acting opposite against him we were like the two of us together we we both had to take a lot of cuts because we were just like laughing in each other's faces because he had this like ridiculous vampire makeup on and he's like i'm gonna suck the blood out of your dick <laughs> i'm just like no <laughs> Does that happen a lot? Not that someone says that to you, but that that uh, that scene that scenes are broken up uh, on a Balsama movie from people laughing or yourself breaking character. Yeah, you know what? I like to have fun. I think that's evident in my films. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, where everybody's having a good time, and so they, you know we we take a lot of takes sometimes because everybody's like laughing. You know, and I like, and you know, a lot of it is is improv because that's how I like to work. You know what I mean? I give people like a lot of rope to hang themselves with, and so half the time I don't know what I'm gonna say, and I, you know what I mean? I come from an improv background, so I just grab Drew and I'm like, "You could suck my dick in hell," and I throw him on a chainsaw. You know, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> and it made the trailer. Uh, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I also I saw the trailer. I think looks amazing. Is uh, to me the uh, the movie. What? We didn't do an interview about that movie. No, no. Oh, I'm gonna send you that one. We gotta talk about that one. It's yeah, no, fun. I've not seen it. I I would like to see it. Yeah, yeah, that one's super fun. All right. Yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, yeah, Papa Shango. I'm a big Papa Shango fan. I'm a you know wrestling yeah. fan. It's it's. Good. Oh, by the way, I actually uh. I couldn't put it on because I have the turkey hat, but I do have the oh, acid bath uh, hat is up black. here. He's on Barlow at the moment. It's a little big oh. for Barlow, but, but he, he, you know, he's taking a nap with it on. But I do wear that hat. Awesome. I keep it in the shrine when it's not on the head. In the balsamo shrine. Sweet. But I'm also looking forward to it. I wrote it down here. To me, the hungry tumor, which uh, this looked very fun to me. Yeah, Tom Arnold, uh, Fred Stoller from Dumb and Dumber, uh, Ted Lang from The Love Boat, Ken Davidian from Borat. It's got like a really oh, nice. fun uh, DJ Lance Rock from Yo Gabba Gabba's in it. So it's got a fun fun cast for sure. Yeah, and it's a fun name, Toomey the Hungry Tumor. Who doesn't love Hungry yeah. Tumors? 
Yeah, so I, I reached out to Fred Stoller to star in this movie, and so we started making it together. We did like four days on it, and then uh, Fred's agent got involved and was like, wait, you're doing what? Give me more money. And so then Fred, <laughs> Fred, Fred bowed out, and then, you know what I mean? Because Fred's such a sweetheart, but he was just like, I don't want to get involved in between my eight. I'm like, you brought him here. <laughs> like, we were doing this project together. So it's kind of been on the coals for like a year because yeah. of that. I'm just going to finish it and put it out. Whatever. He signed his release. He's done. Uh-huh. <laughs> Filmmakers, always have your actors sign releases. Get them signed, sealed, and delivered. That way, if they back out, you just have somebody come in as a stand-in and kill them off. That's my <laughs> best advice for young filmmakers. Right. Like, you know, if an actor tries to fuck you, make sure that you got them signed, sealed, and delivered. So you don't have to talk about this if you want to, but does that happen often? Because a lot of your movies are on the on the fly, and you know, and you, you you're grabbing people here and there. Yeah, you know what? I always like to have a release in my pocket. You know what I mean? So you never know. Uh, you know, but agents are they have a job. You know what I mean? They're like mother mosquitoes. They try to suck your blood. That's their job. They. They don't have talent usually. They're just there to like leech off of somebody else. Uh And so they come in between you and talent who like wants to work. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these actors that haven't done a movie since 1984, they want to be in stuff. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, hey, I bumped into you at a Walgreens. Do you want to be in a movie? And they're like, yeah, please. And then their agent comes around and they're like, wait a minute. Uh, (laughs) I want money. Yeah, I've run into that with the show over the years. Not too often, but at times. But more so uh, the last couple of years when I uh, made the produced uh, Once in Future Smash and uh, the, a lot of friends are involved. Of course. Huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're uh, multiple roles in the movies. Yeah, featured in it prevalently. Yeah. And, uh, there w- and oh, I was very happy with everyone that was in it. I think they all do a great job. But there were some other people that w- that were all about being in, and then when it went to the agent to set it up, it was uh, either you know a minimal amount or for, to to like pass like what the budget of of the movie like three or four times what the budget of the movie was alone. It's like no, we can't do that. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I I'm telling you, it's you know it's this business somehow these. You know, bow weevils got themselves in this rice. <laughs> they like want their pet, and uh, you know, if you could appease them, you know, it works. Like Dave Mustaine was supposed to do the voice of the bogeyman. That's why he sounds like Dave Mustaine because he Dave was going to do it, and then Dave told me he was going to do it for free, and then his agent got involved, and then all of a sudden Dave didn't do the movie. Yeah. But uh, you know, what, yeah, what can you say- do? I don't want to say who it's because she she was very nice. She was going to do the movie for free, and then the agent got involved, and then it was it was uh, you know then it was five figures, and I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a big jump from free. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, uh, if you're an independent, you know, just tell them you're an independent. You know what I mean? Like because if they if they sniff money, you, you know what I mean, that and they can get it. Because there are people that have never made a movie before or people, studios, where it's like $100,000 is nothing to them. You know what I mean? Their budget is $60 million. So if they could get 100000 
and then like why would they do your movie for nothing you know what i mean it's like yeah. this is gonna like uh you know sid haig told me that before i worked with him you know what i mean he's like listen i'm i'm getting x amount a movie you know what i mean like if i did your movie like for that it could affect that like why why would i do that you know what i mean but but sid was great i ended up working with him on hanukkah so you know yeah. but i i understand that mentality you know what i mean if, if people people are paying me x amount of money you know what i mean to do something why would you know why buy the cow when you get the sex for free sort of thing right uh oddly enough that's um happened to me a lot and on my wrestling podcast for the first 15 years or so i had like tons of harley race terry funk goldberg Shawn michaels scott hall all like really top people and then yeah. um in the modern era so there's two things it was uh, a lot of wrestlers do their own podcast so they're going to do them because they're friends with them and then a lot of the the fan podcasts are they'll pay the the wrestlers even like guys that nothing against them like i buff bagwell um yeah he gets 500 bucks a podcast and I, i've had him on before and i was gonna have him on again and he he said this basically same thing it's like it's nothing against you i had fun on the show but like these right. other people are paying me 500 bucks for an hour yeah. or a thousand if if for what have for unlimited time like you know i can't do your show for free and so i totally get that but it does uh, it you know it's uh yeah I don't really have guests really on the wrestling show anymore because I don't want to pay people hundreds of dollars. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. I, you know, it, it all depends on what you want and what you want it for. And do you think it's worth it? You know what I mean? So, right. Cause that, I do the wrestling show for free, so I'm not selling it or anything. So there's no, I'm not going to pay 500 bucks just to talk to somebody for, for the fun of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm sorry, but I'm not paying you 500 for for this episode. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more mad balsamos to make. Cough up that dough, Neil. <laughs> These don't make themselves. <laughs> uh, this, uh, because doing the movie gives me a different perspective uh, for interviews and stuff. Um, uh -huh. So after doing the movie, I'm... Uh, labeled as producer because i produced the movie so a couple things i won't get like some people just assume i donated to a crowdfunding which didn't happen but then there's right. also people just assume i i like uh, put in all this money into the movie so they just will straight up ask me for money like sure. will you produce my movie basically they just want me to give them free money but so yeah. i assume you you know you have so many movies out there does that happen to you do people just come up like hey you've got all these movies well you uh produce this movie for me hence just give me some money to make this no no they come to me in different facets you know what i mean like they just like demand that i give them celebrity contacts and, <laughs> right right like, <laughs> like people love to do that like hey give me things for free i don't know you you know what i mean like other right. like other other filmmakers that are notable in like you know the indie scene ask me for stuff all the time and then i'm like you know like this is a job for me, right? Like, uh, and I don't know you from a hole in the wall. So, like, if you want to work together with me on something, like, I'm I'm happy to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll I will work. You know what I mean with with anybody that is, you know, uh, you know, interested, and we can work together on the same page. But I'm certainly not going to give you, 
you know, facets from my business that I make money on for nothing. And I don't know you from yes, hole in the wall. Right. Like you said, you, at least like you get to know someone, if you're friends with somebody, you're obviously, you, you know, more apt to help them. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I help my friends, you know what I mean? Like right. if, if you ask me for something, Neil, and you're like, Hey, do you know this company that can do this thing that I know you worked with and I can give it to you and it's no skin off my back. Sure, of course, I'm going to help you. We've been yeah. friends, you know what I mean, a long right. time. But like somebody off the street that is like, hey, you got this thing that I want. Give it to me. I'm like, mm, no, I'm sorry. It's not really how I work. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. uh, I I will totally work with you. You know what I mean? Like, so it is what it is. Yeah, no, I understand. Now, I remember a few, a few years ago when I talked to you at, it wasn't long after you'd moved out to LA. And uh, I remember at the time you said something about like, cause I was asking like if they're what the differences was making movies in New York and making them in LA. And you yeah. said like, you know, in LA, everyone makes movies. So, makes movies. so uh, now that you've been out there for a while, are you, are you glad that you did that you did go out to LA? Is it better for your career to, to be out there? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I would say so. I mean, you know, uh, I've got movies playing at the Chinese theater, you know what I mean? Which I know people all over the world are dying to be in. So like, I I'm, I'm proud of that because I've, I've been doing this for like 17 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are like, Oh, you just started. Right. It's like, no, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm pushing almost two decades into this career. So uh, I, I love it. And like I said, I bump into celebrities all the time, which is cool. So I'm always like, Hey, you want to be in this thing? <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, okay. I was just eating breakfast, but sure. I'll do cameo, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, just all the years doing the, my own stuff. I mean, the worst someone's going to say is no. Right. Uh, I assume, I, I don't think anyone's going to like start, you know, attacking you or something, but in theory, the worst is someone's going to say is no. So yeah. what's it hurt to ask somebody? Yeah, I mean, uh, John C. Riley bought me French fries when I <laughs> bought him. Did I tell you that story? No, no. So uh, there, I bumped into John C. Riley at like uh, a restaurant that I frequent, and so I picked up his check. And so I picked up his check, and I went to you know introduce myself. And he's like, I don't know, he just was not interested in talking to me at all. He was just like, I wish you wouldn't have done that. I was like. I, I didn't even get out like my name. I was like, hi, I just want to introduce myself. I picked up your check. And he was like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. And he like went for his wallet. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was with my girlfriend and she was like, no, we were just trying to be nice. And he was like, ah, oh, he didn't have like any cash. And he was like, oh man, I wish you wouldn't have done that. He just like kept saying that. And then he went up to the counter and he was like trying to get it reversed. And they were like, uh, no, we, we can't, we can't do that. So he i had i had gone to the restaurant because somebody had told me that he was there to like get a cameo and so i had only bought french fries to like sit down so i didn't look like a weirdo so he bought my french fries and then i like went up to talk to him and i was like hey i just wanted to introduce myself you know what i mean craig muckler who i'm doing a movie called mark and clark's uh world world adventures with uh, he said that John C. Riley wrote him an email and was like, hey, Microwave Massacre really inspired me. And it's like part of the reason why I do like 
these like character traits from the movie. And I, and I was like, Oh, I'm friends with Craig, uh, you know, Craig Muckler. And he's like, never heard of him. And then he slaps me on the arm. Like I'm an asshole. And then he's like, I bought your French fries. And then like walked out the door. I was like, okay, that's my John C. Riley story. <laughs> well, so we won't see John C. Riley in, in Robot Frankenstein, uh, Robot Dracula. Oh, Robot Frankenstein, that's good too. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Robot Dracula versus Robot Frankenstein. <laughs> I, well, it, you got a good story out of it. I did. You know what I mean? And what was even better is that we were filming with Rikishi that day and uh -huh. Rikishi was like at the studio and we made like a 180 detour to try to get that John C. Riley cameo. So like Rikishi was just like waiting in the studio and was like, uh, are we filming? <laughs> I love it. Do you have any other, uh, any like, uh, stories, uh, like a turndown story that, that are, uh, that are fun. That's, that's probably my that's best top one. Uh, I, you know what? I saw Stacy Keach at that same restaurant uh -huh. and like my eyes lit up, you know what I mean? And yeah. he just gave me like a death stare, like, don't <laughs> even think about it. Yeah. So like, I didn't even, I didn't even get to say hi to Stacy Keach. We just like locked eyes and he was like, don't even, don't even, I'm eating my eggs over my hammy here. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Well, well, that's very fun. I like it. I don't have any as exciting as that. I just, uh, the one I always remember is I asked um, Shatner to come on the show and uh, immediately I got a reply back and I said, William Shatner only does major and capitals, major media outlets. And I thought this was, this it made me laugh. And it was from like his age winner, but in my mind, it was just Shatner himself. Like, what is this guy doing? Asking me to be on right. this, this show. He's all capitals. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm sure I kept this somewhere because it made me laugh. But uh, Mark Torgo, a, a great performance in uh, in Slice. I'm a big fan of Mark and a, a good friend with Mark. And uh, he always has a lot of fun uh, in these movies, and it's a good job. And he he's a, he's has a role in the movie. It's not just a cameo. Not right. that there's anything wrong with the cameo. Right. He's groundskeeper Billy. Yeah. Now you worked with Mark before, I believe. Yeah, Mark's in a few of my films. We met at a Mad Monster party. We were signing autographs next to each other over a weekend, and that's kind of how we became friends. So That's how I met Mark, too. Was uh, No, I was not signing autographs, but I met him at a Mad Monster. Yeah. Yeah, Mark's great. I think it was the first one I'd, I'd gone to, first Mad Monster, which was definitely in Charlotte. It was Charlotte, yeah. But it was, I think it was the first. It might have been the first one that Mark had gone to. Because I think yeah. I think uh, I think Evan got him in, involved going into conventions. Yeah, he was promoting Toxic Tutu. Yeah, I think this is even before or right when it was starting. Uh huh. It was anyway, but I, yeah, I remember the guy who who made Toxic Tutu was there too. Yeah, he passed away not too long ago. I know, sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Toxic Tutu. I never actually saw Toxic Tutu. It's good. It's good. Uh, you know, Evan and I were talking about distributing it, but uh, they ended up going with a different avenue. So we watched it for that. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, how about you and Evan? Um. I know you guys are friends. You guys had a uh, uh, toy store together for a while. And um, did you just meet him at Mad Monster? Or did you know him before Mad Monster? No, I met him through Mad Monster. So. Yeah. We just hit it off. You guys. 
uh, get along? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Evan's Evan's one of my best friends, so you know, uh, uh, we've done a lot of <laughs> crazy schemes together. We made Hanukkah together, and we had a toy comic book store together, and so you know, we're always coming up with something. So. <laughs> yeah. I like Evan too, and and Evan doesn't get along with everybody, so there's something got to be something special about you to uh, <laughs> like. No, he's a good guy. He looks angry all the time. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, no. Don't not. tell anybody I told you that. He's a monster. <laughs> a bad monster. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't wear shoes though anymore. I noticed last time I met him, he was just walking oh, around the just walking around the hotel with like socks. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. He's working hard. It's probably yeah. coming. <laughs> he gets becomes vegan and he gives up shoes. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how about your performance in uh, in Slice as uh, Rodney Calloway? No, what was the name of your character? Is it Rodney Calloway? Yeah. 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 It was uh, yeah. I? I I thought it was very wrestling like, like a uh, Mean Gene or Girl in Monsoon, but it, 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 maybe yeah. it's uh, maybe this. I don't. Wa- I'm not watch golf, so maybe that's how the golf uh, commentators are as well. Yeah, you know, I think it was like a combination of like Steve Madden and probably like Mean Gene. That's a good combination. Yeah, you know, I I. Uh... I, I like that character. He might pop up in something else. All right. So, uh, well, Slice Two has already been announced. So, uh, are you yeah. it, when you make like? Because I think you kind of announce them almost around the same time. So, do you film them partly together at all? Or yeah, yeah, that's kind of how we do it. Just like Marvel movies, and then if it takes off, then we go right into production. So people seem to really like Slice. So Slice 2 is kind of going to come together pretty quick, I think. Yeah. You're always working on like multiple movies. Um, is that is that like difficult? Do you ever get them confused? Or uh, I assume you get used to it after a while. Yeah, I, I think uh, I got used to it. You know what I mean? So um, I shoot them quick. I shoot them in like five days. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. On to the next. So this, the premiere, like I said, happened last week for Slice. And then in like less than three weeks is the next premiere. So, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a tight ship I run around here. I got you. All right. So where uh, it's going to be coming out in uh, what? Uh, what was the date? Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble uh, next month. So very right before. It's got a very nice uh, cover art as always. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff Zorno, Bob East. Beautiful thing there. Yeah. So in uh, Walmart, everywhere you can just get it everywhere you can buy Blu-rays. Yeah, exactly. Fye, Barnes and Noble. You know what I mean? Best Buy, Worst Buy, Media Buy, <laughs> Bye Bye. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. And uh, and str- where is it streaming? Uh, it'll be in Redbox, Crackle, Amazon Prime. So yeah, all the, all the places. So just all, the main thing is where, to watch it. Yeah, wherever movies are sold, go get them. Right. And then I've got some other things like uh, Mind Melters one through four is coming out. It's my collections of short films and wacky music videos and stuff. And then of course my breast films 
Sexy Time one through four is coming out also. Now is that is that all James Balsamo brass or do we have like is it? Uh... Yeah, it's it's an array. So <laughs> all right. then Mind Melters five not in the box set because that is separate. So be on the lookout for that and Slice. That's all coming out right before the holiday season. Oh, actually, Mind Melters five and uh, Mind Melters one through four is out at a Walmart now. Oh, cool. That's so. And uh, you'll be at the upcoming uh, Mad Monster in February? I will be signing autographs there, yeah. Alongside Robert England and Peter Chris from Kiss. Nice. That's the three headliners right there. Yeah, me, uh, Robert England, and Peter Chris. Exactly. In that order. For me, anyway. In that, yeah. yeah, mostly me. Right. All right. Well, it's always fun to talk to you, James. I look forward to right. uh, seeing uh, more of your movies. And yeah. uh, I've not seen Dust to Bond, so I'm looking forward to seeing this. Now we'll set up the next interview right. for 15 minutes from now. <laughs> 90, <laughs> 90, 90 minutes from now, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably have to watch, unless I watch and fast forward. But you know, <laughs> just skim to the boobs. Like, uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I probably skim to like stop motion and stuff. But I don't know what that yeah, <laughs> says about me, but yeah. That monster is in there. <laughs> All right. Well, it's very fun. It's always fun to talk with you. Always a blast. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, James. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to play us out with some music. Music of the month here. Miss Cherry Delight. But I have to get it ready. So I'm Oh, I know her. Oh, you do? Really? I know her through Quar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah um, all right. Well, here we go. 